bring on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Let's swing on down to Ricky's, down to Ricky's place Hello and welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. I'm Jerry McCarty here with the lovely Kelly Maroney. And today we are talking to two Fast Times at Ridgemont High alumni. We've got Kelly, who is Cindy, and then we've got Bob Romanos, Mike Damone here. Thank you, Robert. Well, thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Kelly. Great to see you here. And I tell people this all the time. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, one of my favorite movies... And the reason is you two characters because, one, your two characters were never portrayed like that before. Kelly is a cheerleader who doesn't really want to be a cheerleader, (laughs) but it feels like she's stuck in that role. And then Mike Damone, who is the scammer, the guy who figures out how to make some money selling cheap trick tickets, selling uh, all kinds of stuff. So anyway, Bob. Tell me how you got that part. How did you get the part in Fast Times? Well, uh, that was a long audition for me. <clears throat> Let me see. The very first time I went in, I met Amy Hackerling. And at the end of my reading, she looked at me and she said, don't cut your hair. <laughs> <clears throat> I thought, great. Hey, great. I might have a part. Yeah. You know? So then I left. A week went by. I didn't hear anything. Then I got a call. They'd like to see you again. Oh, great. Okay. So I go back in. I read it again. And they said, thank you very much. And I left, and I thought, okay, good, good. A couple days go by, I don't hear anything. The week goes by, I don't hear anything. Oh, I didn't get it. That's a bummer, you know. Then I get a call. They want to see you again. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Well, I come back in. Now they want to see me in makeup. So I go to, Amy takes me to makeup. She takes me to wardrobe. And I come back in, and I, I I read every scene in the script. For the producer, Art Linson and Amy Hackerling. Thank you very much. Okay, I leave. Well, you know, I don't know what's going to happen now. Week goes by. Don't hear from them. Now I'm really bummed out. Because <laughs> now I'm invested in it, you know. I have worked on it, this thing, for weeks now. And I am really invested. And I didn't hear, and I got bummed out. And the week goes by, and I get a call. They want to see you again. Wow. So I come back in again, and I start doing improvs. <laughs> improvs and things you know <clears throat> and then uh the end of that i left another week went by didn't hear and then i'm like ah forget it forget it really and they call me again they want to see you again so i come back this is like the seventh time and i'm in the office and i did everything all the scenes improvs we chatted and then i looked at art linson and i said I really like this role. I think I could do a really nice job at this role. But I'm not going to come back here again for you. Ooh. And uh, and right there, he looked at me and he said, welcome aboard. All right. Nice. Well, that's how done. that went down. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I couldn't go through it again emotionally. It was, you know, <laughs> I'd rather not get it than have to go through this all the time. So. You got the best voice in the world, though. Oh, for that, I well, mean, that, that is what that Damone voice was was really made it that kind of cool, laid back thing. But I, 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 you brought up the improv thing. I have a question, mm-hmm. and and they're both compliments. 
either you acted so well that that all seemed like improv, but how much of that of that was in the script and how much of the Damone character was just well, the you little know, size and the little... A couple of little things, you know, like, hey, where'd you get that out of the hamper? Yeah. You know, that was my line. You know? <laughs> I don't know what happened. I woke up this morning and everything was fine. That and was so That great. was an improv. It but was... for the most part, that was Cameron Crowe's beautiful script, you know. That's great. It really word for word. Incredible. Yeah, so you did a, you did a great job. Uh, so you, it's both. You did a great job acting and you improv those lines because those little asides just made Damone so much more real. <laughs> well, sometimes it would take the edge off the scene. Like in the locker room when they had the fight, there was no real ending to it. It was just the guy comes out, he separates them, and they walk away. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, I leaned up against the locker. <laughs> it was like, I don't know what happened. I woke up. I was in a good mood. All of a sudden, this shit. <laughs> so great. Hey, we're up against our first commercial break, but when we return, this is going to be super cool because we're going to have Kelly ask Robert some questions. There's so much more of his life that we got to hear about. We're going to hear about some music, some jazz, some coffee, lots of things at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place where the girls are refined. And the men have good taste. Hi, welcome back. This is Kelly Maroney, and we're here at Rick's Martini Bar talking to Robert Romanus. And I have a question for you. So since Fast Times, and we all know that you have been in a million things, Foxes, Fast Times, tons of shows, what are you doing um, currently? I understand something about a coffee bar and a... Well, that's right. Band. You know, Are uh, you a musician? I am. I'm a musician. Uh, I have a band called Papa's Kitchen, and uh, we we play all around town. We play down at, I also own a, an espresso bar in North Hollywood. What's it called? It's called Bob's Espresso Bar on mm-hmm. Lancashire Boulevard in North Hollywood. And uh, my band plays down there every second Saturday of the month. And also, uh, uh, nightly, I usually have uh, some really good music or comedy or something going on down at the uh, espresso bar. Uh, and the band Papa's Kitchen, you can, you know, uh, look up our website, and it'll tell you where we're playing around town and stuff. What what music, uh, what, what uh, do you play? Uh, in the band, I play the bass. Hmm. But uh, basically, Papa's Kitchen is me and my partner, Steve Feldman, and we have been together for 17 years writing songs. 17 years? 17 years, yeah. Every Tuesday and Friday night, we got together for the last 17 years, and we write and record. And only in the last maybe four or five years have we been going out and performing these songs. Wow. Yeah, that's something I really do. Uh, I enjoy it. I don't do it for anything but... You know, a break from the espresso bar, from the acting world, and just for my own pleasure. Wow. It, it took you a long time to go public. It took me a real long time uh-huh. to go public. And still even longer uh-huh. to like my voice. I'm getting that. <laughs> <laughs> was that strange? No, it wasn't strange. It, it, it was it was hard at first because, you mm-hmm. know, when you write a song, it's like a little baby, you know, and you put it out there and... You know, last thing you want is someone come up tell you you got an ugly baby. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> so once again you're you're uh, you're hanging your butt out the window and 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 uh, hopefully you get some nice reaction from it. So that's always a little a little hard at first. 
And how did you come about having Bob's Espresso Bar? That's really interesting. What's it, what is the coffee thing? Well, the coffee thing is uh, I grew up, I think I, I've been drinking coffee since I was about 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. I'd go to Friendly's with my friends after school and they'd all get a Coke and I'd order a coffee. <laughs> And uh, I'm not a connoisseur by any means. I couldn't tell you about coffee or this or that, but I do know what I like. And uh, I've always loved coffee houses. Instead of bars, I like to go to coffee houses. I think great music and poetry have come out of, and artwork and everything. So uh, a while back, I decided to take some money I had and start a little business and... Uh, see if I couldn't turn this into a, a nice designation spot to come down and hear some uh, good music, hear some good comedy, see some artwork, some poetry, and uh, maybe turn it into a little income stream for myself, you know. So I've been at it a year now. January 21st will be one year. Bob's Espresso Bar. We have great coffee. Have, you do have great coffee. Yeah, and great pastries and a really nice vibe. And uh, you can check out that website, Bob's Espresso Bar, and it'll tell you what's going on there in the evenings. Great. And you're on Facebook, too. Right? I'm on Facebook, too. Yeah, Twitter, mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, one thing, yeah, I noticed that um, Bob's Espresso Bar is starting to become a happening thing in Los Angeles, and many, many people have mentioned that they were coming down or had been down. That's so great. it's starting to become an L.A. thing. Oh, Gee, no. uh, I would love that. I really would love that. L.A. You know. thing. Wow. I have a couple of comics who uh, who come down. I have one comic in particular who's working on a one-man show. So it's a great venue for him to come down. He's, you know, two Thursdays every month he comes oh. down. And he's working out his, his show. It's a very small venue. So, you know, it's a nice place to break an act, actually. So you could be responsible for starting somebody else's career, too. Well, wouldn't I love that? Although he's been a stand-up for 36 years. So I <laughs> can't say I broke him. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about uh, when you were working on the character of Damone. I'm sorry to come back to Fast That's Times. That's all right. That's how I know I you. love Fast Times. <laughs> okay. When you were working on the character of Damone, um, did you base him on anybody, or did uh, you just go with what was written? Or Well, it was so beautifully written, like I say. There was a lot there. Uh, one of the things I kind of added to it was... Uh, I, I felt like he was a transplant from, say, like New Jersey. I got that, too. And so he was new in town. And part of the bravado was mm -hmm. trying to, you know, being the new kid in school and trying to make friends and trying mm -hmm. to be a big shot. And so I kind of added a little of that to mm -hmm. it. That's and there was a kid uh, when I was in high school. I won't tell you his name in case he's listening. But uh, we used to play cards all the time. And he had this very funny way of talking. He'd say, like, you know, hey, a card laid is a card played. <laughs> and so and he'd always be like bobbing his head. And so I kind of picked up a little of that rhythm along the way, too, you know. I figured it was something like that. I want to ask about boxes, too. Are you going to ask uh, about boxes? Well, I would, but we have another commercial. So, <laughs> but we will be back for one more segment when we return at Rick's Martini Bar. All right. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined And the men have good taste this is Bob Romanis, and we are back at Rick's Martini Bar with Kelly Maroney and Jerry. Thanks, Bob. So nice to have you here, and I'd love just listening to these stories about fast times. But Kelly has to ask you a question about foxes, which I know is 
really interesting because you played with the real Jerry Curry in Foxes, and then in the Runaways movie, you were also in that with Dakota Fanning as they That's exactly <laughs> as right. And we came Kelly full Kelly. circle there. Well, you just asked him the question, so let's just see what he has. Okay, to say. so what do you see? Which one? So, how did Dakota Fanning do? You may be the only person that knows how well she did in that role. I think she was fabulous. Uh, I enjoyed that movie a lot. The one about the Runaways. Uh, it's interesting. If Foxes was the first, was if you watch the Runaways, the movie Cherie leaves to go and be an actress. And the movie she left to do was Foxes with Jodie Foster, which I think is one of the... don't leave out Scott Baio. And Scott Baio, (laughs) which I think is really one of the the really good teen movies that I think has been kind of overlooked a lot, you know? I do, too. I loved Foxes, and I thought Cherry Curry was the thing to be. Yeah. I did. I did. She's a mom. That's how you have to be. I loved that movie. I I thought it was a big deal. I did, too. And... uh, and uh, Jodie Foster was awful sweet. And, uh, yeah, that was my very first role I ever got right. was Foxes. And funny story about that show. Talking about the technical aspect of acting, I had no idea what I was doing. And I had to do a big crowd scene. There was a big concert, and there was like 200 extras, and I had to walk about 100 feet down a hallway and land on a mark and say my line to Jody Foster. And I didn't know what a mark was. <laughs> and by the end of that day, I had done like 28 takes, all because of me, because I couldn't hit the god darn mark. <laughs> I put everybody on overtime, got everybody really mad at me. Wow. I was so uh, embarrassed. <laughs> Thought, oh, my God, how am I ever going to come back tomorrow? Because I have one more scene to shoot. And then the uh, the director came into my trailer the next day because I had one more scene. He, he called me Scott because that was my name in the film. He goes, listen, Scott, I know you could do it now. <laughs> I saw you do it in the audition. <laughs> I'm like, all right, okay, I'll, I'll get out there and do it. That's so, great. And then it went good. I have a question for both of you. And this is just and, – and you guys may not even – I, I want to know if it affects you or if you see it like I see it, but uh, I think your role, your roles in that movie, and because it was such a, in Fast Times, because it was such an iconic movie that everybody saw it, everybody liked it, that little dribbles of those characters, and sometimes big dribbles, rip-offs of those characters happen in other movies. And Kelly, I'll ask you first, is, uh, well, after you did Fast Times, you did Night of the Comet, where you played a cheerleader who was kind of tough. Because the, the writer-director said, get me that annoying cheerleader, some, something like that annoying cheerleader in, in Fast Times. And they said, we can get you the annoying cheerleader. <laughs> nice. And then you did Night of the Comet. The but then a short uh, six years later, Buffy and the Vampire Slayer comes out with a cheerleader who's killing zombies or vampires like you were killing zombies in Night of the Comet. Joss Whedon has said many, many times in print that uh, Buffy's based on me. Based on and And a couple of other people, too. Um, he wanted that kind of, um, like, a Ripley character. But in mostly in Buffy, the, it's mostly me. But it's a lot of other, yeah. that, that type of um, female role is what he, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob, and I, I, I'm just curious if you, when I, when I first saw Ferris Bueller, who's a scammer, and who and that there's that Cameron 
ferris relationship right. i totally saw mike damone and ratner in that uh, in that thing did you see it or do you think there's something in there well you know there's it's uh, it's almost like there's yeah i see a little bit of that in that character you know i saw in in uh what was it but the breakfast club I, with judd nelson you know with character. judd nelson's character too see a little, but the truth is that that guy's always around yeah. It's just a matter of who's playing it and how they're playing it, you know. Yeah. But there's always a kind of, uh, not always, but you know, a lot of films have that kind of tough guy. There's that guy. They're, I think you're very humble. I think they're. I think that I. I think they. I think they use. What? <laughs> I think you're. I, I definitely think that you helped both of those guys. Well, I, that would be uh, that would be amazing if I did. You know, <laughs> it would. Okay, let's talk some music here. And sure. I, the, the, we. Uh, and it was in, it's interesting is we passed Gene Simmons a little while ago here, and uh, that was my first concert I ever went to in my life was Kiss. Wow. And they just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But what was your music? I know is a big thing for you, Bob. What was yeah. your first concert you ever went to? <clears throat> well, the very first concert, and I guess this will tell you how old I am. Oh. My very first concert uh, was... Mitch Ryder and the Detroit oh, Wheels, and they Detroit. were opening for the Four Seasons. Oh, my God. That and is that, awesome. I saw that when I That's was a the, kid. Oh, that is so cool. It's, yeah, you I, I used to work for St. Jude's. I'd do the neighborhood thing, and I'd collect money for St. Jude's. Wow. Danny Thomas's. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was the neighborhood block captain. Uh-huh. I think I was 8, 10, whatever. And uh, and first prize, when you, you know, was going to see that concert. And I was a huge, I'm a huge fan of music anyways. Yeah. I grew up with five older brothers. I've been listening to music since the four freshmen, really, you know. So right. I was thrilled, and, and that was an amazing concert for me to see. Uh, yeah. It's one of those icon- great combinations. Yeah. I mean, the first one that I went to that I could probably drive with my friends was uh, the Eagles opened for... Edgar Winter. Oh man! And then the yes, it was oh. like three, three, three and one nine. That was great. Kind of cool do you remember night. your first concert, Kelly? I do. A little girl who lived in the na- on the same block as I did had tickets for Sticks, and uh. and she said, "Do you want to go to see Sticks?" And and uh, I asked my mother, and um, my mom drove us and picked us up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Excellent. Well done, Sticks. <laughs> Nobody ever admits that Sean Cassidy was their first concert or anything like that, but those Sticks, yes. Mitch Ryder, great answers. She was, cool, she was like the Damon of our block, and she, <laughs> so she had Sticks, and that was she. Everything she did was cool, and I was like thrilled. And Mom, will you take us? Well, anyway. Thank you for being with us. We've come to the end of our show, and I just want to thank you for the interview. Thanks for spending some time with me. We had a great lunch, and uh, I look forward to watching both of you guys on future. You guys have had great careers in acting. We were just talking about, you know, to be a working actor in L.A. is such a such a great accomplishment, and you guys have both done a great job. So, Kelly, thank you for being here. Thank you, Jerry, as always. Robert, thank you for being here, and we will go to your coffee shop. And what's the address on Venture? On, uh, it's on Lancashire Boulevard, Lancashire. Bob's Espresso Bar, 5251 Lancashire Boulevard in North Hollywood. Right. Come on down. It's between Magnolia and Chandler. And uh, come on down. Tuesday night I have great jazz. 
Great. So if you're listening in L.A., you can come down and see it. If you're listening out of L.A. and you go to Universal Studios, just go right up the street (laughs) on Lancashire. You'll find Bob and you can relive some, share some fast times at Ridgemont High memories and find out who his favorite jazz, big into jazz. So for Kelly Maroney and and Robert Romanos, I'm Jerry McCarty. Thank you. See you next week at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down. Ricky's place Where the girls are refined And the men have good taste A subtle joke A touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Let's swing them down To Ricky's down